ഹദിയാലാമുഹമ്മദ്ബുഹുസൂലുസാഹിസ്ലിമോൻ ഹലക്കുമുല്ലീഹിയുഹലീബ ഫൗസീമാദ ഫിഗിവ്നസ് We seek refuge with Allah from the evils that are within ourselves and from our bad deeds. Whomsoever Allah guides, no one can lead this person astray. And whomsoever Allah leads astray, there is no guide for him. I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah who is alone with our partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the servant of Allah and the last messenger to all of mankind O you who believe fear Allah with the right that he should be feared with and do not die unless you are muslims upon the deen of Islam O you who believe fear Allah and say that which is correct and upright in order that Allah may rectify for you your deeds and forgive you of your sins And whomsoever obeys Allah and his messenger has achieved a tremendous achievement. As to what follows, certainly the most truthful speech is the book of Allah. And the best guidance is the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented matters in the deen. And every newly invented matter in the deen is innovation. And every innovation is going astray. And every going astray is in the hellfire. As we know Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala legislated fasting in this month for a great purpose and that purpose is the taqwa of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala 
so that we can attain the taqwa, the piety, having the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, qutiba alaykum usiyam, kama qutiba ala ladheena min qabalikum la'allakum tattakun. O you who believe, fasting has been prescribed for you. Just as it was prescribed for those before you, in order that you may attain the taqwa. So the attainment of the piety, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the great goal behind fasting in this month of Ramadan. And as we reach the halfway point, we should continue to stay focused. Rather, we should strive even harder being that we are almost towards the end of the month of Ramadan. And without a doubt, the passing of the time in a quick manner is from the signs of the hour, from the signs of the day of judgment, that the time will pass quickly. Just as we see other signs from the signs of the day of judgment, like abundant bloodshed and senseless killings, these are some of the things that the Prophet ﷺ described as being the signs of the hour. Perhaps this is our last Ramadan. And we will not see another Ramadan after this Ramadan. Therefore, it is upon us to strive hard and do our best to fast with the best fast so that we can attain the piety. The scholars have mentioned the meaning of la'allakum tattakun, in order that you may attain the taqwa, and la'allakum tattakun an-nar bisawmikum. Perhaps you will attain the taqwa of Allah, or perhaps you will protect yourself from the punishment of the hellfire by way of your fasting. As we know, fasting is a protection for the believers. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, As-siyam junnah, that fasting is a shield. فَلَا يَرْفُفْ وَلَا يَسْخَبْ وَلَا يَجْهَلْ So while you are fasting, don't indulge in indecent speech. While you are fasting, don't yell and shout. While you are fasting, do not behave ignorantly. These matters, barakallahu fikum, the Prophet is directing us to so that we have the best fast and that we have a productive fast. Because some people, when they fast, the only thing that they get from their fast is hunger and thirst. Because their focus is not on attaining the goal of fasting which is the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you have the individual who stays away from food, he stays away from drink, he stays away from relations with his wife. But the individual does not stay away from the other prohibited matters. So therefore, he's not truly attaining the purpose of fasting. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not legislate fasting for us to only be hungry and thirsty. 
Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala legislated fasting for us so that we could attain a higher level of faith. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he went on to mention, وَإِنْ مُرُؤٌ قَاتَلَهُ أَوْ شَاتَمَهُ فَلْيَقُولْ إِنِّي صَائِمْ إِنِّي صَائِمْ So if a person, while he is fasting, someone tries to fight with him, or someone verbally abuses him, then he responds by saying, indeed I am fasting, indeed I am fasting. To remind himself that his fast necessitates that he displays restraint. His fast necessitates that he doesn't stoop down to the level of those who, be, who behave ignorantly. Fasting, barakallahu fiku, is for the improvement of the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And being that we fasted almost half of the month, that we should see some improvement in our lives. We should see that our faith has increased. Our piety and our fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be better than it was at the start of Ramadan. Fasting is for the purpose of attaining piety. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, مَنْ لَمْ يَدَعْ قَوْلَ الزُّورِ وَالْعَمَلَ بِهِ وَالْجَاهِلِ فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَ فِي أَنْ يَضْعَ طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ Whoever doesn't abandon speaking with falsehood and acting in accordance to falsehood and behaving ignorantly, Allah is not in need of the individual leaving off his food and drink. Because fasting is not only about not eating and not drinking. And this is a point that we must understand. A person can be fasting during the day, praying during the night, and still the individual is an evil person. How could that be? When fasting is a shield. Fasting is a shield from the punishment of Allah. Just as fasting is a shield from committing the sins and disobedience of Allah in this world. The salah is, a, is also a protection. Indeed, the prayer prevents you from evil and indecency. So how is it possible that a person can be fasting during the day and praying during the night, but yet the person is still falling into evil? Simple. The person is not fasting, seeking the goal of fasting. And the person is not praying with the correct prayer, which will prevent him from evil and indecency. It was said to the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, Inna fulana taqoom al-layl wa tasoom al-nahar. O Messenger of Allah, indeed such and such or so and so, speaking about a female, she stands at night, and she prays at night, and she fasts during the day. And she does good deeds, and she gives charity. And at the same time, 
she harms her neighbors. How? She verbally abuses her neighbors. She verbally speaks bad about her neighbors. She verbally is doing things with her tongue that's not pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in relation to the honor of her neighbors. Look at the response of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la khayra fiha. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, there's no good in her. And she is from the people of the hellfire. A woman who is fasting during the day, praying during the night, she's giving charity, she's doing good deeds. But at the same time, she's committing a major sin and harming her neighbors. And this sin, being that it is something that is major, it overshadows the good that she does of fasting during the day and praying during the night. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, المسلم من سلم المسلمون من لسانه ويده والمهاجر من هجر من نهى الله عنه That the Muslim is the one who other Muslims are safe from the tongue and the hand of that Muslim. Meaning a part of your Islam is that your Muslim brothers and sisters, your Muslim neighbors, they should be safe from the harms of your tongue and the harms of your hand. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned, سِبَابُ الْمُسْلِمْ فُصُوكُ وَقِتَالُهُ الْكُفْرُ Verbally abusing another Muslim is corruption, and fighting him is an act of disbelief. We have to be mindful of our tongues and the things we say out of our mouths. For indeed, our tongues can be the cause of us entering into the hellfire. As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned how a person will say a word, He doesn't even care, doesn't pay attention to how weighty that word is. And then because of that word, he slips into the hellfire, Seventy years. He slips into the hellfire for seventy years over one statement. Be mindful of the things you say. Your speech can spoil the rewards of your fasting. Your speech can spoil the rewards of your prayer at night. Your speech can be the cause of you entering into the hellfire even though you have done good. Even though you fast, even though you pray, even though you give charity, your mouth can get you into the hellfire. So the Prophet wasallam, in his response to this woman who was praying during the night, fasting during the day, giving charity and doing other acts of good, but yet she was harming her neighbors, the Prophet wasallam said, La khayra fiha. There's no good in her. And this doesn't mean that she didn't do any good. But what's intended here is that her evil overshadows her good to the point that it is as if she has no good. Because the evil that she is doing with her tongue is that severe. And then he mentioned, He am an ahl al 
and she is from the people of the hellfire. Akulu kouli hadha astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een amma ba'd The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He informed us of the dangers of harming one another and that the one who causes harm to his Muslim brother, his Muslim sister, that this individual puts himself in the position to be bankrupt on the day of judgment. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam atadharuna man al-muflis do you know who the bankrupt individual is? The companions, they responded, Al-Muflis fina man la dirham lahu wa la mata'a. The Sahaba, they said, the bankrupt person amongst us is the one who doesn't have any wealth. And he doesn't have any provisions. Then the Prophet ﷺ responded to their response, by saying, Al-Muflis, man yati yawm al-qiyama bi salatin wa siyamin wa zakatin. He said, the bankrupt person is the one who comes on the day of judgment. And he has prayer, he has fasting, and he has given charity. Wa yati wa qat shatamahada. However, he also comes and he has verbally abused this individual. Wa And he has falsely accused this other individual. Wa And he has stolen the wealth of another individual. Wa And he unlawfully shed the blood of this other individual. Wa And he unjustly beat this other individual. So picture this now, a person coming on the day of judgment. He has salah, he has siyam, and he has zakat. This is an individual who has done good. He prayed his prayers. He fasted Ramadan. He paid his zakat. But there are some other things he has done also from verbally abusing people. Falsely accusing people, shedding the blood of people without right, stealing the wealth of the people, beating people unjustly. So, what did the Prophet say, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? So, this individual that he violated, he will be given from his good deeds. And this other person he violated, will be given from his good deeds. So here, he's fasting, he's praying, he's paying zakat, but now on the day of judgment, he has to give these good deeds away to the people that he has wronged. 
The Prophet ﷺ went on to mention, فَأَنْثَنِيَتْ حَسَنَاتُهُ قَبَلَ أَنْ يُقْضَى مَا عَلَيْهِ If his good deeds run out, before he gives the people back their rights. أُخِذَ أُخِذَ مَنْ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ Their bad deeds will be taken from them, وَتُورِحَتْ عَلَيْهِ And then they will be given to him. Because he's run, he's run out of good deeds. He's done violated so many people. He's done cursed so many people. He done stole, he has stolen from so many people. His good deeds of fasting and praying and giving charity have run out. So now what happens? Because the people still have to get their rights. Allah takes their bad deeds and then places them on him. And then he is thrown into the hellfire. Don't be deceived by your good deeds. Don't think that it's enough for you to pray. Don't think it's enough for you to pay zakat. Don't think that it's enough for you to fast Ramadan. You also have to stay away from evil. You also have to stay away from oppression. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned, ظُلُمَاتْ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ that oppression is darkness on the Day of Judgment. And one of the categories of oppression that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not leave is when you oppress someone else, when you wrong someone else. That matter has to be dealt with on the Day of Judgment. As for the sins that are between you and Allah, which are other than major shirk and major disbelief, then you are under the will of Allah. Allah may forgive you, Allah may punish you. But sins as it relates to the rights of people, those matters are not overlooked on the Day of Judgment. And the good that you have done of prayer and fasting and charity, all of that good can be wiped out because you have to pay the people their rights by way of your good deeds. Who in the world wants to work an entire life of doing good, only to give away the good deeds to someone else. Where's the intelligence in that? Where is the person being concerned about his akhirah, his hereafter? If you are truly concerned about your hereafter, barakallahu fikum, you're going to be mindful how you deal with people. And yes, I'm speaking about how we as Muslims deal with one another. But also we have to be mindful of how we deal with non-Muslims. Just because someone is a non-Muslim doesn't mean we have the right to oppress them. Oppression is darkness on the day of judgment. Any type of oppression. Whether you oppress a Muslim or you oppress a non-Muslim. Oppression is darkness on the day of judgment. We must be careful how we interact with people, how we treat people. Because our bad treatment of the people can spoil our rewards. So we have that the righteous individuals, they are afraid that Allah will not accept their deeds. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا عَطِئُوا اللَّهِ وَعَطِئُوا الرَّسُولِ وَلَا تُبْتِلُوا أَعْمَالَكُمْ All you who believe, 
Obey Allah and obey the Messenger. And don't render your deeds null and void. The ulama, they mentioned that when this verse came down, the Sahaba became afraid. The companions of the Prophet ﷺ became afraid that their sins will wipe out their good deeds. These are the best of the people. خَيْرُ النَّاسِ قَرْنِي As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned. ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُورُهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُورُهُمْ The best of the people is my generation than those who follow, than those who follow. So the best of the people, they were, they were afraid to have their good deeds wiped out by their sins. But some of us, unfortunately, we take on the mannerisms of the munafiq. Like Abdullah bin Mas'ud, he mentioned that the munafiq looks at his sins like a fly that's in front of his face and he does like this. Just to chew it away, like it's insignificant. But the true believer, he looks at his sins like a mountain that is about to collapse upon him. This is the way of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'een. Our mother Aisha radiallahu anha, she asked the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about the statement of Allah, وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْتُونَ مَا آتَوْ وَقُلُوبُهُمْ Those who give what they give while their hearts are in a state of fear. So Aisha radiallahu anha, she mentioned, أَهُمُ الَّذِينَ يَشْرَبُونَ الْخَمْرُ وَيَسْرِكُونَ These people who give that which they give and their hearts are afraid, are these the individuals who consume intoxicants and they steal from people? Look at the answer of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. لَا يَا بِنْتَ He said, no, O daughter of As-Siddiq. Meaning, no, O daughter of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhuma. And this is an honor that he calls her Bint al-Siddiq. She's the daughter of the one who confirms the truth. And he's one who is truthful and confirms the truth. And he believed in the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is an honor that she's his daughter. And he calls her by the name of her father. So then he went on to mention sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَلَكِنَّهُمُ الَّذِينَ يَسُومُونَ Rather, they are the ones who fast. And they are the ones who pray. And they are the ones who give charity. But at the same time, they are afraid that their good deeds will not be accepted. Different from the deviants who have this feeling that as long as Iman is in my heart, it doesn't matter what I do of evil. Sins are not going to harm my faith. This is the way of the murjia. A deviant sect. Those who believe that sins don't harm the person's faith as long as the person believes. This is wrong. Sins can destroy a person's good deeds. Sins can harm a person's faith. Sins can cause a person to enter into the hellfire, even though the person is a Muslim, even though the person prays, even though the person fasts, even though the person gives charity. Sins are dangerous. 
So never have the mentality that as long as you believe and faith is in your heart, your sins can't harm you. The Prophet ﷺ, he went on to mention, Those are the ones who hasten to do good deeds, and they are the ones who are foremost in doing good. Individuals who are foremost in doing good, hasten to do that which is good, they are afraid that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept from them. We have to be mindful of these, these affairs. We are not sure that Allah is going to accept our fasting and our prayers in Ramadan. We hope that Allah accepts from us. And we must continue to strive, having hope in the reward of Allah and fearing the punishment of Allah and at the same time loving Allah while we are worshiping Him. For these are the arkan of ibadah. Ar-raja wal-khawf wal-mahabbah. When we worship Allah, we worship Allah with hope, hoping for the reward. When we worship Allah, we worship Allah with fear, fearing His punishment, and we also worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with love. And not one without the other two. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who hear a good word and follow it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our sins. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us our fast and our prayers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who do not harm one another. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who guard their tongues. Akulu kawli hadha astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Wa subhanaka allahum wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha ila anta astaghfiruka wa atubilik. Akam as-salam.